This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Welcome in, Tom Stevens, Mike Melby, Husker Rewind, every Sunday, 5 to 7, and it's 5 o'clock, so we're on the air. Nebraska versus Illinois tonight, 5.30 tip yeah, in, so- Ch- in Champaign, so we'll take you right up until that, and then beyond that, because we don't carry the game. Yeah, so, so we decided we're going to try something kind of interesting. Normally, we'll do our first interview at 5.25, but... Uh, with the game starting at 5.30, we want to make sure everybody that we might have on that would be interested in the game yeah. uh, has the ability to watch the game. So we have already gotten uh, our first-hour guest on the Allo yeah. VIP line, and that guest is a former Nebraska basketball player, played underneath Danny Nee, and has a daughter that just happens to be one of the best basketball players in the mm-hmm. Big Ten uh, that plays for Nebraska as well. Andy Markowski on the Allo VIP line. Andy, how are you? Uh, doing well, fellas. Thanks. Good. Tough day for Nebraska basketball yesterday. What What did you see that went wrong for Nebraska? Oh, uh, assuming the women, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just um, you know, yeah. Give Rutgers credit. I thought they brought a uh, physicality, um, you know, to that game that that at times you know bothered uh, the women. Um, you know, certainly, you know, had players not play their 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 best game, and you know that can happen over the course of of, of a 30, uh, 30 game season and. You know they've done a really good job of, of not losing, uh, uh, you know, having a bad loss right on that resume, and, mm-hmm. and and that's the definition of a bad loss. So they you know put themselves, uh, you know, it, it, down the order of the uh, NCAA selection, and they're going to have uh, time to play themselves, you know, back up. But but certainly that one that one hurt, and uh, you know, disappointing, especially losing at home. I gotta I gotta ask you as a father, how tough is it watching games? I mean, it's got to be nerve wracking sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I mean, I don't know if you guys have children, but yeah, but yeah I mean, I, it's, uh, you know, you want, you want to see, um, you know, your, your child have success and, and certainly, um, Alexis has, has taken us and, and my wife and, and her brothers and sisters on a, on a fantastic ride. So yeah, you, you, you know, you, you want the team to do well. I'm an alumni of, of the university. I've got a daughter playing, so you can imagine the, the motions and, you know, I've coached for, for a lot of years and you, you know, you're just sitting there, you know, kind of helpless, right? You can't, yeah. you know, you're not, not involved and uh, you're just hoping, you know, hoping they, they win and, and, and your daughter, uh, you know, plays well. Um, you know, the win comes first. Uh, you know, if you ask Alexis, uh, you know, she could have struggled yesterday, but you know, she would have made the, the game winner, you know, you forget about that and you're happy that the team wins. So that was... yeah, certainly, um, I try to seem uh, mellow and and watch it as a as a spectator, but but a lot of emotions uh, yeah. go into it, and uh, you know I just want to want to see the team do well. Andy, I, I want to jump to the men's team, but there's one question that I've, I've I thought that I should have asked you last time we had you on, and I want to get to it now. You you have coached, you're damn good at coaching. You know the game inside and out. How tough is it? Um, when you see a coach, and I'm not saying Amy, Amy Williams does anything wrong, but when she like does something in game where you're like, oh, I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have done this, do you ever sit there and kind of go back and forth, and is it frustrating from that standpoint? Or, or do you learn stuff from her with what you hear from Alexis or what you see in the games? Yeah, I, I, unfortunately for me, um, 
I can no longer watch the basketball game as a fan, right? I mean, I, exactly. you know, I, I watch it as a as a coach, whether I'm watching, you know, a TV game or an NBA game or or you know, Nebraska game. So you know, you you analyze, you know, everything that that's being done, and you know, I'm not I'm not there, uh, you know, in terms of the the scouting and the preparation and what the game plan is. So you know, so you know, certainly there's things that I look at that I would do differently, you know, good or bad. But yet you don't have all the information, and, and Alexis and I still watch a lot of film together on you know just things that you know she's trying to to uh, do or improve on or players that she's going to play against. And you know my first question always to her is like, well, what is the you know what is the coaching staff? What is the game plan? What are they asking you to do? Because you know I don't want to be a deterrent to, to any of that. But but yeah, Amy, you know, uh, Amy and her staff have done a great job, right? A lot of experience, um, and every coach has a different philosophy. And you know, Amy has done a good job with with her, uh, you know, game plans and philosophy and recruiting to her philosophy. And and uh, you know, Alexis has been fortunate to, to to be on three you know really good college teams up to this point. Former Husker Andy Markowski played in the Danny Knee era for Nebraska basketball and calls uh, some games for BTN Plus occasionally. Nebraska. Basketball. We'll get to today's game, but a big win, obviously, over number six, Wisconsin in overtime, down 18 points, and Nebraska comes back after halftime. Uh, we mentioned your coach. What do you say at that point? Because it was it was a tremendous speech, whatever Fred Hoiberg said at halftime, when it looked like the game was lost. I think it's a combination of, of those things. I, you know, I, I think we kid ourselves as coaches, uh, you know, by going in and, and, and just, uh, you know, I mean, certainly there's, you know, I've always been told you can have six, six bullets in your gun, right? You can, you, you, if you fire more than six over the course of the season, your team will, will tune you out. I think, you know, Fred probably used that, you know, one of his bullets and, and, and challenged them, but they also adjusted, right? You know, they, they ended up moving Bryce Williams to the one, which allowed them to, to play Gary at the three, Alec at the four, and, and Mass at the five, which, A, gave them uh, much more defensive uh, uh, presence and, and then also cleaned up the backboard. And then, you know, Welcher comes in and, and, and makes a, a bunch of shots in the second half, right? So you give him, a, you know, give him credit as kind of a leader of the team uh, to respond. So I, I think it was a combination of, of all those things, I thought Fred, you know, made some some good adjustments. I thought Wisconsin got, you know, got a little little, little panicked, didn't play great. I think the crowd uh, started to, to to bother them a little bit, and, and then the things I mentioned played out differently in the second half. And you know, it, it uh, you know not flukish, you know, but but yet that hadn't happened in you know since 2002, I believe, where a top ten team had been up by more than 16 at halftime and lost. So that tells you how rare rare that comeback was. Yeah, it truly does. Andy Markowski joining us on the Allo VIP line. Andy, let's jump ahead to about, I don't know, 22 minutes from now. Nebraska is going to tip off in Champaign against another top 10 team in Illinois, or I guess they're probably top 14 right now. Um, they've got their best player back. Uh, you know, the argument of whether he should be allowed to play or not, that's, you know, it is what it is. He's playing. But the road woes have been just unbelievable for Nebraska, almost. Uh, mind-numbing that like how how does this happen time and time again what would you do as a coach with a team that struggles as bad as Nebraska does to really kind of bring the juice on the road and what do you think Nebraska needs to do to really turn things around away from PBA yeah you know I, I think any good coaching staff looks at what they're doing and you know you, you develop a routine right and a comfort you know when you when you know how you travel when you get them up when you eat when you 
you know, when you do shoot around, do you do you practice before you leave? You know, so I, I'm assuming they're they're looking at all of those variables and, and making sure, you know, they're they're trying to adjust some of those more controllable uh, factors. I mean, I, I think each game on the road has been a little different. You know, you certainly the last couple you've been without, you know, Juwan Gary, one of your your better players. Um, you know, I thought they played well at times. Uh, you know, Minnesota. You know, for a half, look look fantastic. You know, then you go down and and, and really play well in Manhattan and, and dominate a good K State team in the second half. So it's 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 not like they they haven't been able to play well on the road. I I, I think there's stretches where they they have they haven't been able to finish. They certainly, you know, to your point, they they've lacked a little bit of energy. But I think part of that is they just haven't shot it very well on the road. And and, and so you have to to convince your team that that you can bring energy if if the basketball is not going in the hoop you know i think at home they really live off of, of made threes you look at michigan state second half you look at Purdue second half you look at the wisconsin went second half i mean they they made a bushel full of of threes and, and maybe on the road that's not going to happen but there's other ways that that you have to try and win um and the big Ten's really good um, i've always said this when we traveled in the in the uh the big 12 there were some bad road environments baylor wasn't very good texas tech was on probation and it was terrible the Big Ten road environments are fantastic. I mean, it's going to be, you know, if not sold out, it's going to be full arenas with uh, with good coaches. And, you know, now you've got to go to Illinois, top 15 team with an NBA lottery pick. Um, and, and then after that, you go to the road on the road in Northwestern. So they could play better the next two games and, and still lose. So, you know, you have to take that in consideration. But, you know, I think Fred is, you know, they're probably looking at every variable and, and trying to figure out a way to, to, to bring a little bit more energy with, with the group. And having Gary back, I, I think, helps in that regard. Former Husker Andy Markowski played in the mid to late 90s with Danny Knee and some of those great teams. Uh, Nebraska's not the only team that's struggled on the road. Purdue has lost on the road. Houston, Kansas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, all to unranked teams. In fact, I, I read this stat, kind of amazing. AP Top 25 uh, is 67 and 64 to unranked teams on the road. And some people contribute uh, a lot of that to the transfer portal. Guys are just more experienced. Teams have more depth. Is, is that the reason, you think, that everybody struggles on the road? Well, I think parity, uh, I saw a stat on Twitter, you know, you just ran through a list of teams. I, I think the top 25, like, I think there's been like 15 of them have lost over the last week, right? So, yeah, I, I do think um, there's a ton of 22, 23. My son just told me somebody, I don't know what team he said, that's a 25-year-old playing. Yeah, so, it's you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a college basketball is a man's game right now. There's not a lot of freshmen, you know, running around and, you know, to all, all the things I mentioned. There's a lot of good teams that are well coached and, and winning on the road is hard. But if Nebraska wants to, you know, to a play themselves into the postseason, you know, they're going to have to find a road win. And, you know, like I said, it may not be Illinois or Northwestern, but you, you hope that they can, you know, they can go and be, be competitive on the road, which may give them the juice to, to, to maybe go to a Michigan or, or, or one of these, you know, last few road games that might be a little bit more winnable. And, and that'll be nice on the resume to, to get people to stop talking about it. That's the other thing as a coaching staff, you you know, it's it's kind of like don't look, don't look. Everybody's talking about it. So do the players start to doubt it, or they think they're a bad road team? You know, just because that's the noise. So you you've got to convince them to block that out, and and, and hopefully today is a good start to to just playing, you know, playing a good basketball game and and, and trying to play a forty minute game. And you know, if they do that, you know, I, I think it's a it's a game that they can be competitive. And you know, Illinois doesn't shoot it well, uh, which they do. They I think they have six players that have made over twenty threes, which is always a hard matchup for 
for how we play defense. We we force teams to uh, you know to shoot a, a lot of threes, and Illinois is a team that can make make threes. So this might not be the start of us winning on the road, but you know I just hope they can be competitive. You know, it would be kind of fun to pull the upset today just because no one thinks we have a chance. I'm going to ask you something that I know you probably don't have an answer to, but it's just befuddling to me, and I kind of want to throw the NET rankings uh, out under a bus. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you two resumes, and you tell me who's ranked higher. Quad one, quad two games. One team is 6-6 six and six versus quad one. They're 3-3. Three and three. Strength of record is 29. KPI is 22. The other one, Team is 15 and 6 overall, 3 and 6 versus quad 1 and quad 2 teams, 0 and 5 versus quad 1, SOR of 69 and KPI of 77. Who would be ranked higher, would you think, in the NET rankings? Yeah, I think I saw that. I think <laughs> you already know what I'm talking about. Uh, comparative team. And yeah, cer- certainly um, I would have to look at Gonzaga's non conference schedule. My, my guess is they, they've played a, a few you know, higher ranked uh, one and quad 1 and two teams and, and that is is probably the uh maybe the difference uh you know the margin of victory is is considered in that nebraska's had you know a few blowout losses too which i know can can impact that but yeah it, it, all of those metrics um you know the, the ultimately the committee is going to use whatever variable they want to use right i mean that that's where this thing is is so hard because they'll tell you that road matters or the net matters but then they'll put a team in where neither of those things mattered so it's it you know it's always uh we were the first team uh in the history of bcs conference to, to get left out going 10 and 6 and 98 right like yep. so that was they, they told us that we had three bad losses that year i think we lost by 25 to wisconsin and 30 to kansas and then we had one other blowout loss and i'd never heard that be a metric before but that you know that was the metric to keep us out so yeah, I think we can, you know, it gives us good things to talk about. You know, in the end, uh, you know, Nebraska is going to have plenty of chances to, 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 to play their way in, you know, certainly being a one seed in Purdue and another top 10 team in Wisconsin. Um, I think the committee wants teams in the tournament that can beat the best teams. And, and you know, that's going to bode well when, when the committee looks at our uh, resume. But, but winning on the road would, would certainly be nice. Yeah, a couple wins on the road probably won't happen today, but you never know. Illinois, the 14th ranked team in the country and really, really good in the Big Ten, number three. Do you look at a number? Obviously, a road win or two will be important, but they do have uh, two wins over top six teams, uh, so that's good. Maybe you need a win in the Big Ten tournament, but do you look at a number that Nebraska might need as far as total wins to get into the tournament? Yeah, it's just so hard to, you know, I think they have to avoid a, a, a bad, you know, a bad loss, you know, a, a, you know, somebody coming into to PBA and beating them, um, you know, the, the, the big 10, um, I think we're only going to get six in. I just don't think the, the metrics of the league, I look at the non-conference of, of what the, the league did and the non-conference did, did, did not uh, jump out at you. You know, so now it's a, you know it's a race to kind of be in that that top six, kind of avoiding a bad loss. You know, certainly getting, uh, you know, ten and ten is the minimum. You know, in in the in the conference schedule, I think they probably have to be eleven and nine. You know, plus one in the tournament would 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 probably get you on the right side of the bubble. Uh, but then it comes down. I, I watched Lamar Odin throwing the three at Rhode Island. You know, that same year, and you know that was probably the spot that you know Rhode Island was not uh, going to get in the NCAA tournament, but won their their conference championship. So, you know, a lot of things can happen that last two days of, 
of conference tournament play to, to, to start taking bubble spots. So it, it, it could get a little tighter as well. So, you know, there's a lot of basketball left, uh, you know, which is good and bad. Uh, you know, Nebraska goes on a, you know, four or five game, you know, skid here, which, you know, easily, you know, you could see them drop in the next two, um, you know, which, which puts that pressure back at home here in, in a week to, to make sure you, you take care of PBA and, and get to that 10 and 10 or 11 and nine mark in, in league play. Andy, I was going to kind of ask you a little bit about uh, throwing out a prediction on kind of the next week or two, and you you just did. (laughs) Maybe they go 0-2, who knows? Maybe they pull one of the upsets, but then regardless, uh, it's kind of game on, games you should be winning at home for sure for the remainder of the season. Um, With that, though, I know we're getting close to tip off. I want to make sure you get a chance to settle in uh, to watch the game. So thank you very, very much for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Andy. Yep, go Big Red. Go Big Red. Uh, Andy Barkowski, one of the uh, captain, uh, I believe, on that 98-99 team. Yeah. Uh, for I think Danny he's a two-year D. captain, actually. He's a two-year captain. Uh, really good player. Uh, and he's a really good analyst as well. He really breaks down the game in a, in, in a very concise but understandable way, and he's not so knowledgeable. Yeah, he really is. And it's one of those where um, I, I always like it when he's on as a, the, the, the color analyst for whatever – uh, game he's doing, whether it's high school with the state tournament, whether it's on, you know, Big Ten Plus, et cetera. Um, I learn stuff. He's one of those guys that I learn stuff from. Yeah. You know, I, I know the game of basketball relatively well, but there's times I'll, he'll he'll mention something, describe a play to the point where you go, oh, gosh, I've heard that term 500 times. I just <laughs> never knew what it meant. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, let's get to break and come back with more. In fact, uh, we didn't do it at the top of the show, so we'll do the opening kickoff coming up next. This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby, Husker Rewind. Every Sunday, 5 to 7, big thanks to former Husker Andy Markowski. At the top of the hour, we let him go a little bit early because uh, Nebraska about to tip it uh, with Illinois in Champaign. It's going to be a tough task for Nebraska. Obviously not a great road team. They've yet to win in the Big Ten on the road and Illinois I don't know that they've lost at home this year I don't think they have maybe they uh, they had that overtime game with North Northwestern was that on the road or was that at home um but oh, no. that's a tough team to beat uh in Champaign but earlier today number two Purdue did beat Wisconsin of course Nebraska beat Wisconsin on Thursday good game Wisconsin had a lead for much of that game 75 69. Number two, Purdue wins on the road in Madison. So that's a really good win. And I believe now that would tie them for first place in the Big Ten with the Badgers. Nebraska about to tip with Illinois. Yeah, Illinois lost to uh, number four, Marquette, at home earlier this year and then lost to Maryland at home as well. So Wow. Uh, Maryland got beat by Michigan State, I believe, yesterday. Uh, but that was a pretty good game down the road. Jameer, uh, trying to think of his last name, uh, one of the best guards jameer young uh one of the best guards one of the best players in the big 10 i mean if nebraska had a jameer young you'd almost like to think they were a sweet 16 team if yep. not maybe final four team he's that good had 31 against michigan state but it wasn't enough um nebraska today is going to go against the lineup well shannon we talked about terrence shannon he is back uh he has played in 15 games this year uh, he's a preseason All-American, was suspended 
what, about a month ago, then uh, appealed that decision, has been allowed back on the team, and has been very good since then. Their only loss with him in the lineup was to Northwestern. Um, so that that's going to be a very tough game for Nebraska to win. Obviously, uh, they had that great win. I thought it was interesting that uh, Andy Markowski said, you have six bullets in your gun yeah. if you're the head coach. You have to decide when you're going to use them. Do you take the risk and use a bullet at halftime versus Wisconsin and raise your voice? Because you can't you can't do it all the time. Because he's right. Sometimes players go deaf after a while. Well, if, it, almost, if use, it almost seems like he used two. One in practice over the course of three days, and then one at halftime. Yeah. Because the, the prior three practices were very unpleasant. Yeah, there's that story that, you know, they obviously have the science lab at Nebraska and they they measure load management and how much to work the guys and they all wear GPS devices. All the athletes do that nowadays. And he crumpled up the information, said, so what? We're working hard. Yeah, exactly. And then after the game, Rick Mass said, hey, coach, stay with that. Stay on us uh, because we need it. And some teams, you, you wish that, Every team that you had doesn't need a coach to do that, that they do it on their own. Some of the great teams do. And it doesn't seem like Nebraska needs as much of that at home. But on the road, we talked about the win percentage in the Big Ten. It's like 22% in the Big Ten. But you got to find a way. Heck, even Penn State has won two in a row on the road. You got to find a way. And, And Nebraska let a couple of them get away this year. Minnesota, certainly. Rutgers was another one. Um that they could have won. And um, obviously Maryland was a disaster, and I, and I wondered how they would respond coming back to Wisconsin, and they didn't respond in the first half. That's the greatest comeback that I've seen. Well, they had a great comeback last year, but this Wisconsin team's better than last year's Wisconsin team. Uh, you're down 18. They come back. Uh, some of that is just C.J. Wilcher putting the team on his back and saying, let's go get it, because uh, he did that. And then Rink uh, hits the big three. That step back three was was really impressive, and Nebraska dominates overtime. But that w- that was fun. I mean, that's if there wasn't a game today, that's all we'd be talking about today is probably the Wisconsin win. Well, yeah, true, and and just I mean the way that whole thing played out, I actually had with with the new job and all. It's one of those where I'm going, yeah, you know what? I don't even need to stay up and watch this. And and, and when we went down 19, I turned off the TV, went upstairs, and got ready for bed because yeah. I get up at five in the morning now. And, uh, you know, check the phone. And then lo and behold, about 20 minutes later, I was back out on the couch and had it turned back on. And then I had to go back and then rewatch the second um, half. I, I uh, was but- at the game. Uh, I'm kind of a big brother to a guy. And I brought my buddy, buddy Brad, who you've oh, met I know Brad. uh, Brad's many a good times. Guy, man. Uh, but uh, we were down. I think the actual total was 18. I've seen 19 and 18. And I've also heard people, heard people say 17. I think it was 18. Nebraska was down by. Uh, but I said, Brad, if they're down 20 at half, I'm, we're leaving. He said, no, we're not. Uh, well, what if we're down like, okay, they're down 18, they're down 15 at half. Let, we should go, right? We're not leaving. Uh, he made me stay, and then we ended up storming the court at the end. Nice. So I'm glad so, that so he Brad made me. So Brad got to storm the court. Yeah, that was great. That's fantastic. Yeah, I threw it up on Twitter, the picture, if you want to go look at it from earlier in the week on my uh, my Twitter. My Twitter. Uh, you can check that out, but that was fun. It was fun to storm the court. Um, I, I do think, you know, they did that against Purdue. They did it against against Wisconsin, but I think they snapped out of it, maybe, hopefully. 
a little quicker than they did Purdue. And there's been a lot of talk about that, that Nebraska hasn't been enough businesslike this year, that they've celebrated victories maybe a little too long at times. You know, and I saw somebody kind of put a, a, a something out on social media essentially saying, for all of the people saying, act like you've been there, we never have been. Well, Shut the hell up. Danny Nee had it there for a couple <laughs> I get of years. It, but, like, but that's a long time but ago. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't Fred Hoiberg it. certainly hasn't. No. But, but, uh, but Hoiberg's one of the guys saying that we need to be more businesslike. And, yeah. and it's coming from not only Fred, but Sam. Yeah. Sam's been saying that. Hey, we need to, we need to celebrate, but celebrate quickly because you don't have a lot of t- turnaround time in the Big Ten. The, the, you know, the interesting thing in, in that second half against Wisconsin, the play, you, you talk about guys just simply, you know, whatever your job is, at the end of the day, right, you clock mm-hmm. in, you clock out, or show up and then you go home, whatever it is. You have a job to do. Just do your job, yep. right? If you do your job to the best of your ability, normally your team does pretty well. Yeah. And in the case of Josiah Alec, win every 50-50 ball, come up with unbelievable hustle plays, which he does. He throws the ball that was going out of bounds to Sam Hoiberg, who just simply does what he does, drives down, and spin move, layup, and that play probably got as loud of an ovation out of any play that Nebraska made on Thursday night. And think about that. They've done it the last, well, they did that. uh, They won that game without the services, really, of Tamanaga. Uh, they beat Ohio State without the services. Well, I mean, he played, but he they, he didn't play well. He hasn't played well in the last yeah. three or four games. Yeah, he's struggling. Uh, he's he's due. Like if he has a big game today, you, you, maybe you like Nebraska's chances. Say if he gets twenty, and everybody else just plays their normal game, maybe Nebraska wins today, knowing that they've got to bring their lunch pail with them. They've they've got to be a defensive team. That's got to be their identity. And I know it's not necessarily, you think of Nebraska more of an offensive team, I think, under Hoiberg than defense. But this team has won because they played better defense this year. They've, In fact, they're, I think, 10-0 and when they've out-rebounded their opponent this year. Yep. Um, that's Because Nebraska's played defense really well at times, and then they don't get the rebound. So it's a loss. And you can't have those, those th- today. You got to get the rebound to finish the possession. Let's get to the kickoff, I think. It's there somewhere. It's not there somewhere. It's or not. Is it a different uh, keyboard or a different mouse or a different know. whatever? I don't know. Um, it is what it is. Let me let me try it this way. There you go. We'll kick it off for Oklahoma. The Sooners are in white. We are in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we are ready to go. Now that worked after the third try. I you know. And, and I know we're doing the kickoff at kind of halfway through the first hour, but we wanted to make sure we got uh, former Husker Andy Markowski on the Allo VIP line to start things out. If you want to join and be a part of the show, we're going to have a little. Uh, interaction. So get the text uh, ready to go. Uh, 402-464-5685 is the uh, Sutter Heyman text line, the Honda of Lincoln hotline, because later on the Grammys are going on tonight. And uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, Metallica, won for best metal performance already. Wow. And so as Tom and I were doing show prep, he goes, hey, we ought to do like Grammys for Nebraska athletics. So we just came up with a bunch of weird categories uh, and we're going to, we're calling them like the Huskeries or I don't even know. It's it's but, not very well organized, but it, no. it'll be fun at the end of yeah, the show. Yeah, and we'll we, want, we, want, we want to get uh, everybody that's listening to chime in sure. on, on best this and best that. But uh, so a little, with the game today, with the timing of it, right in the middle of our show, we decided to kind of switch things up. But opening kickoff-wise, 
Uh, we just mentioned it, Nebraska with the big 80-72 overtime victory over number 6 Wisconsin after trailing by 18 early in the second half. C.J. Wilcher led the way with 22. Rank Mast had 20 and 8 plus 3 assists. Bryce Williams had 17 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. He did turn the ball over 5 times, though. And they play at Illinois right now. And they won the tip. They Josiah, won the tip. Just, That's it. Game over. Josiah Alec won the tip today. Nice. Uh, we'll see how they do against the uh, the Fighting Illini. Uh, Husker women's basketball team now sits at 14-8, and 6-5 six and five in conference after an unbelievably disappointing, horrible for your NCAA tournament uh, resume loss, 71-70, to previously winless in conference Rutgers at home yesterday. That wasn't good. They shoot horrible, and Rutgers shoots 59%. Um, the Scarlet Knights had lost 12 in a row before yesterday. Uh, Amy Williams' team has now lost three of their last four. Uh, we'll see if they can right the ship. I'm just going to throw it out. Um, I know she's got Britt Prince coming in next year, and I know she's got some talent on the roster, but... Is Iowa next up at home? Uh, they're I, they're coming up. Uh, they're coming up soon. Very, they, I want to say there's a game in between, but oh, way to go, Tom! I told you, Tominaga needs a game today, and he just hit a three. Nice. So the uh, yeah, the women's team though uh, struggled. They've lost three of their last four, and uh, they are next going to play on Tuesday uh, at Michigan, and then next Sunday at home against Iowa. So. Um, Lady Huskers having uh, having some a, issues. Did you see that stat where Caitlin Clark, like her last four games, three games that she's played in, have been the highest rated TV games in like women's Big Ten history? Yeah, not surprising. It's crazy. I mean, she, like her, her, there, there was a game she played in recently, that four hundred thousand viewers, something yeah. like that. I mean, every game she plays in is the biggest game on your schedule. Yeah. So, it, and Nebraska's trying to sell out their game with her. Uh, but she's drawn crowds everywhere, not only in person, but on TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and the sad thing is, is that you're going to have, you know, 14 plus thousand at PBA to, to watch Caitlin Clark go off for 40 and Nebraska's going to lose by 25. So. I do, well, that game was close in Iowa City uh, about a week ago for and, a while. Up until yeah, I was going and then but, she went but, off in the second But half. unfortunately, they actually played 40 minutes. And yeah, so, yeah, that's, they, that's they what happens. If they would have ended the game at half, Nebraska would have only, only lost by one. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like a big breaking story, and I think it was anticipated and expected. But I want to put it into the kickoff simply for the type of person he is. Um, Nebraska offensive lineman Ethan Piper has decided to call it a career after what was a gruesome leg injury against Northwestern last season. He's going to continue to teach. I think he's up at Lincoln North Star. He hopes to uh, be some small part of this upcoming season with Nebraska as a graduate assistant. Or what, but, I mean, he's got yeah. so much going on in life. He's a really smart of, guy. Isn't he a biochemist? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He has the, a biochemistry degree. Yeah, I mean, he could probably create new plant life yeah, forms. I mean, he's really smart. Um, and, and bottom line is, do yourself a favor. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald did a Q&A with Ethan. Uh, it's on Omaha.com, and I think it's probably on JournalStar.com now. Um but what a story, and and Ethan is just one of those guys that it, anybody that played with him at Nebraska, anybody that coached him, and, and really any of the homeless people that he hangs out and talks with in downtown yeah, Lincoln. that was a great story. They're better off for having known him. Yeah. Uh, he's just a great guy, and he's going to continue yep. to do great things uh, in his career that's going to be uh, off the football field. Now, who knows, maybe uh, somebody that intelligent, if he ever wanted to get into coaching, his knowledge of the game, uh, I'm betting he could be pretty damn good at it. Uh, but he can go do whatever he wants to right now. He's uh, he's teaching, and uh, yeah. but that is it's a great 
great article by by Evan Bland. Steve Sippel had one on Ethan as well. That's a great read. We're going to have Sip on next hour, kind of during halftime of the Nebraska-Illinois game. And then a big shout-out to the Nebraska wrestling team. They win again today. I think it was 26-9. to Nash Hupmaker is now 4-1. and uh, he picked up a victory today as well, and we'll kind of wrap that up with the kickoff. Nebraska leads 3-2, to 17-09 left to go in the first half. They've missed a couple wide-open looks from three rink, uh, failed to knock one down. I, I mentioned that Tominaga needs to play well today, give us like a 20-point type game that we thought he could do on a regular basis. Another guy I would point to is Jamarcus Lawrence, who's just gone to the bench. He, he has struggled as of late. He I, needs to he, – he, I think Nebraska – it, they didn't have a choice. Fred Hoiberg didn't have a choice. He needed a point guard, so he moved uh, Jamarcus Lawrence to point guard. But it really hurt his game in general. He was a pretty good off guard. And I, then I, he tried I, to become a point guard, and that didn't work out or hasn't worked out so far. I, if if I'm, I would make the switch right now. I would have started today. I, I would actually have Bryce Williams I, at the I one. I would too. And Bryce played a lot in the last game against Wisconsin. And, and Bryce almost had a triple-double uh, a couple of weeks back with like 11 points, nine rebounds, or nine assists and eight rebounds. Um, nice shot by he, Rink. He, uh, he's able to, he sees the floor so well and has has a patience and a calmness about him. And I, it, that's one of those things I guess I would, I would like to see it instead of just the second half against uh, Wisconsin. Let's just make that a permanent move. Let him run the point for the rest of the year. Uh, put Jamarcus back at the two. It's not like he can't light up a score sheet, and it's yeah. also not like he can't pass the ball. He's made some amazing plays where he's dishing the ball, yeah. and his ability to get the, the ball up the floor quickly after a miss or a make is is fantastic. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think he's better uh, maybe as the two, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, still lots of games to play. Uh, Nebraska with a one-point lead, and then uh, they force a turnover. Look at that. Yeah, uh, nice steal. Uh, by Nebraska. Rink is really, you, you can tell that Fred has made a concerted effort. There was a couple of games where Rink didn't play very well. Uh, nice runner there by Tominaga. Goods, Nebraska 7-4. to four. But Rink is, against Wisconsin, made a concerted effort to be more aggressive offensively. And Nebraska needs to have him do that on a regular basis. He can't go 10 minutes and not touch the ball. And that's the way it was for a couple of games. Or not be aggressive well, offensively. He, yeah, t- two games ago in Maryland, he only had five shots. So, uh, I, I mean, that can't happen. So, so, to Andy Barkowski's point, he said he didn't know exactly who Gonzaga had last to, lost to because we were talking about the NET rankings. Gonzaga's 27th and Nebraska's 57th. The five losses that Gonzaga has are at home to number two Purdue. Nebraska won at home against number two Purdue. At Washington, a team that is middling in the Pac-12. They're 10th in the Pac-12 right now. They're like 12-10. and 10. They're not a good team, but they lost to them. They lost to number 5 UConn at home. Again, Nebraska played another top 5 team, top 6 in Wisconsin. They won that game. San Diego State, 11-2. and two. Granted, yeah. they're, they're a solid team uh, in the uh, national final last year, but they got beat by 10 at home. Again, Gonzaga's, you know, it's, that's kind of the theme here. They've lost some big games at home, and then they lose at Santa Clara, who's 4th. In the MCC right now, Santa Clara is not a good team. No. So how in the hell I get it? Nebraska lost to Maryland uh, by 18 or whatever it was, and they've had some loss. But it makes no sense for 27 to 57. The I bat, just don't the, get that. I don't. I don't agree with the bad loss, but it, maybe it's because I'm a Nebraska fan, and uh, so I think that's a bad metric. Uh, but. Andy pointed out, what was it, 2018? You know, what was it uh, the year that they had the great record of the Big Ten? Was that 2018? Yeah, yeah. 
it feels like they just made up metrics that went against Nebraska. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I see that with you know through rose colored. Uh, yeah, Scarlet. And no cream one had ever heard glasses. about. Yeah. yeah, no one had ever heard about like bad. Well, you had three bad losses, and it's like, what do you mean bad losses? Yeah, and and then other teams that got in had you know three or four losses by twenty points as well. But evidently, it meant more that Nebraska lost by twenty versus other teams. Uh, let's get to break. Come back with more. It's Husker Rewind. Nebraska on a Jawan Gary layup now leads nine to seven over Illinois. Tomanaga looks good. He distributed the pass to Gary. Uh, for the easy layup. He looks more aggressive and not just in a shooting way. He looks just really on his game today. I hope he continues that way uh, for the Huskers. Huskers lead 9-7 early going uh, in Champaign versus number 14, Illinois. We'll be back with more after this. This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Be a part of the show, especially next hour when we do some some weird awards because they're handing out Grammys tonight somewhere. Um, <laughs> we're going to hand out some fake awards from Husker Rewind, and we want uh, we want listeners' perspective on it. So you can chime in on the Honda of Lincoln hotline or Sarder Heyman text line 402-464-5685. And don't forget, all of our guests join us on the Aloe VIP line. VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber where they know uh, exceptional service with local heart better than anyone. And I think it's time, by the way, that's Tom Stevens. Yep, that's me. I'm Mike Melby, and it's time for the Big Ten Blitz. It is time for the Blitz. Let's get to it. Here it is. The Big Ten Blitz. The Big Ten Blitz. The Big Ten Blitz. The Big Ten Blitz. Uh, On Friday night, you had Iowa over Ohio State 79-77. That was Iowa at home. They improved to 13-9, and 5-6 in the league. Ohio State falls to 13-9 and 3-8 and in the league. They trailed, that is, Ohio State by two with just three seconds left. And uh, Dale Brent Benin tried to intentionally miss a free throw, and neither team could gather the, the ball. It went out of bounds eventually, and Iowa holds on for the win in Iowa City. Ohio State's next game is Indiana on Tuesday. Iowa has Penn State on Thursday. Uh, Saturday, Michigan State. Don't look now, but Tom Izzo and Sparty are starting to right the ship. 63-54 winners uh, Saturday in East Lansing over Maryland. Tyson Walker, Malik Hall scored 19 points apiece. Michigan State pulls away late to win by nine. Uh, Sparty now 14-8. They're now 6-5 in the Big Ten Conference. And uh, Jameer Young had 31 points on nine for 22 shooting to lead Maryland, but they fall to 13 and nine. They're five and six in the conference. And uh, like I said, don't look now, but I, I have a feeling Michigan yeah. State's going to make that push. Andy Markowski said six Big Ten teams. I think Michigan State's going to be the sixth or yeah. possibly seventh. And I believe that was win 700 for Tom Izzo. It was. So congratulations to uh, Tommy Izzo. Uh, Minnesota over Northwestern. Uh, 75-65, they were down and it made a great second-half push. Dawson Garcia hit a three with 231 left to go in overtime and then made five free throws for Minnesota. They were nine points down with uh, just under six minutes to play and came back. Minnesota missed its first 11 threes, then went seven of 12. 
I didn't believe it when a lot of people said that they weren't very good in the preseason. Minnesota's a pretty good basketball team. And now they are 14-7, and 5-5 at the league. Boo Booey uh, led Northwestern with 20 points. Minnesota's next game, Michigan State on Tuesday. Northwestern will, of course, host Nebraska on Wednesday. Penn State picks up a road win, kind of surprising, over Indiana, 85-71 yesterday. Ace Baldwin Jr. scored 22 points. Zach Hicks had 19, and Penn State stuns the Hoosiers, 85-71. Uh, it is the Nittany Lions' first win at Assembly Hall in almost 10 years. Penn State improves to 10-11. and 11. They're 5-6 and six in the Big Ten. And uh, let's see what they fell to. I can't. There it is. 13-9 and nine are yeah. the Indiana Hoosiers now. They're 5-6 and six in the Big Ten as well. So a uh, big surprise there. Rutgers gets its uh, second road win, I believe, of the season. Rutgers over Michigan uh, improves to... 11 and 10 and 3 and 7 in the league. Michigan, of course, the worst team in the Big Ten. They're 7 and 15 and 2 and 9 in the league. They've lost 10 of their last 11. Derek Simpson scored 15 of his 19 points for Rutgers in the second half. They rallied from 15 points down to beat Michigan. It's Rutgers' first win at Chrysler Center uh, since the existence, their existence in the Big Ten. Michigan has lost five in a row and 10 of their past 11. Juwan Howard, is he in trouble? It looks like he may be. Michigan will host Wisconsin on Wednesday. Rutgers is at Maryland on Tuesday. Meeting of the top two teams in the Big Ten earlier today. Purdue goes into Wisconsin and picks up the win 75-69. Wisco's now dropped two straight. Purdue with the outright lead in the Big Ten. Purdue's inside-outside combination of Zach Eady and Braden Smith uh, kind of took it to the Badgers today. Smith scored 19 points. And Edie joined another exclusive club as the second-ranked Boilermakers won today. Uh, let's see. What's the exclusive club they're talking about? I don't know. It just says it's. I like the way he's ESPN in, words it sometimes. He's it in says, a club. He's in some exclusive club, and we're not going to tell you what he's it is. He's in every club that he wants to be. I mean, he's the two-time. He's going to be the national player of the year. He was last year. He's going to be again this year. Exactly. He's 21-2 uh, and two are the Boilermakers now, and 10-2 uh, and two in the league. Wisconsin falls to 16-6, and 8-3 and three in the league. It prepares for a two-game trip to Michigan and Rutgers. So Wisconsin, granted, uh, they're taking on the worst team in the Big Ten, M Michigan, next. But then they go to Rutgers. Rutgers is always tough at home. Uh, and, and bottom line is, man, anywhere is tough on the road. Uh, Wisco, who looked almost invincible a while ago, a couple of weeks back, uh, struggling a bit right now. Yeah. And Nebraska leads Illinois, the number 14 team in the country in Champaign, 18-17. to Kasey Tamanaga, two for two from deep. He already has 12 points. Uh, Casey, uh, listen to me when I said he needs to go off today because so far he is going off. Nobody else on the team has more than four. Jawan Gary is two for two, has four points. Rick Mask has two points. But uh, Casey has put the team on his back so far today. Uh, you got two points from, let's see, uh, Cole, Coleman Hawkins. You got five from Damask. So it's kind of spread around for Illinois. Hopefully somebody else for Nebraska steps up. Well, the key thing for Nebraska in this game, bottom line, is going to be three-point defense. Right now, Illinois, three of eight shooting from three. Uh, Terrence Shannon, one of two. Uh, but uh, Luke Good, who's one of their better three-point shooters, 0 of three so far. I don't envision that's going to continue for him. Uh, but uh, Hawkins and Domask, both one for one from beyond the arc. Uh, that's going to be the game. That honest to God truth, that is going to be the game. If Nebraska can it, keep Illinois from just overpowering them uh, from behind the arc, because you know, bottom line is Nebraska's defense is built to protect the bigs, 
uh, from foul trouble and to make sure that you're making teams earn it from outside, well, Illinois is one of the best in the country at earning it from outside. Yeah. So. I mean, obviously, Illinois is going to try to shut down Casey Tamanaga. He got two free throws on a, a technical foul earlier as well. But uh, ranking the teams, Purdue, obviously, number one. They're now 10-2 and two in the league with that win over Wisconsin today. Wisconsin drops to 8-3. and three. Illinois, with a win today, would move in for a tie of second, I believe. Uh, Nebraska, I've got Nebraska at fourth. Uh, and if they can play well on the road today... I would keep them at fourth. Uh, Northwestern, because Nebraska beat Northwestern, I've got them at fifth, tied with Michigan State. Those teams are both six and five, even though I think, uh, obviously, both Northwestern and Michigan State are dangerous. Minnesota, I've got at six. I think Minnesota's just playing good basketball right now. Uh, They've had a couple of come-from-behind wins as of late. Indiana, Maryland, Penn State, Iowa, I have them all tied at seventh. Ohio State at three and eight, at eighth. Then Rutgers, at ninth, and then obviously Michigan's the worst team in the league. Yeah, to me, Purdue, which I've had on top all season, Wisconsin, Illinois, are the no-brainers. Um, and and just simply based on you knocked off two top six teams at home, I don't care where it was, you, you won two, Nebraska at fourth. Uh, I got Michigan State at five, Northwestern six, Minnesota seven, uh, and then just kind of the mess with Indiana, Maryland, Penn State, Iowa, all grouped together. Rutgers maybe a step down, Ohio State, I think they're even worse than Rutgers, and and Michigan is really struggling. So, so that, if if Andy is right, and he thinks only six teams from the Big Ten are going to get in this year, uh, that means Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, and you know those teams seem to be a lock for the NCAA tournament. Then you've got teams like Nebraska, Northwestern, Michigan State, uh, that would be the next three in uh, right now, and then you've got uh, you know a team like Minnesota on the bubble. I think yeah, I was going to say that there's a potential for seven. I, I don't see any way Indiana makes it, Maryland makes it, Penn State, Iowa, Rutgers, unless they win the tournament. Yeah, Indiana had a bad loss. That that loss to Penn State at home? Yeah. That's a bad loss over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, literally, from from if you're looking at the standings, Indiana at five and six, all the way down to, to Michigan at two and nine, you're not making the tournament unless you win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, and Minnesota, right now, I'm guessing in Tom Lenardi's bracketology, they're probably one of the second four out. Yeah, would be my guess. Uh, so they're going to have uh, have some work to do. But uh, as does Nebraska, Northwestern, and Michigan State as well. Those would be six teams that right now you would think uh, will be an 11 seed or better uh, come Selection Sunday. Nebraska is playing good defense. You can see the defensive intensity right now is just better. Nebraska 23 17 uh they don't seem to be getting pushed around like they have they they're looking like a Nebraska team that looks like they're playing a PBA right now a little bit more like that they're not shooting with outside of Tomanaga they're not really shooting very well uh but he was kind of due and in some ways I'm glad that he's kind of been uh bad as of late there's no really way to say it he's not been good as of late but you know that's got to make him focus for this game uh, it, it does the, the one thing that worried me about today's game more than anything actually was that eli rice is out again what he's been able to provide sprained off the ankle? bench I, I don't know that's what i think it is i i think i read where it's a sprained ankle yeah i i haven't seen anything that says what it is that's and, that's where i'm kind of curious robin wush it's like he's out again no one knows why something happened before the wisconsin game yeah um but like the minutes that he was giving in the last three weeks were just consistent, solid, much better than he had been defensively. Right. And he's hitting clutch shots. 
He's making his free throws, and he's grabbing rebounds that he's got to get. But let's face it. He was getting the minutes, uh, more minutes, because Jawan Gary wasn't available. I, I get that. But at the same time, even though the – I mean, so he goes from the, the you know, four to five minutes to the seven to eight minutes. But I thought his play was exactly what you would expect for him as the season grew to just get better each and every week, and he has been. So hopefully Are there the any other options? Not- There's not really any other options other than Boogie Coleman. And, uh, well, he's out right now too. So, yeah, uh, and he—I don't think he showed up. I don't think he was on the bench for the Wisconsin game. So, I don't yeah. know what happened there after Fred Hoiberg had praised him for his recent practice play. I don't think he was available. I don't know of anybody else they could go to unless you get a guy like Blaze Kata back. And he, apparently, he's getting closer. I think he's now listed listed uh, going into games as questionable. Yep. I think if they got Blaze Kata back. Uh, and he could play five to ten minutes a game, give you some block shots and some rebounds. I think those could be really important minutes. I I, I think the only thing you're going to see him do in the near future is going to be defensively uh, at the end of a game or right. end of a half, where it's going to be a situational substitution because with what Fred said not too long ago, that up and down the court is still where he's struggling. Yeah. But if he could just go in and play on one half of the court, et cetera. Conditioning. Granted, yeah, well, conditioning, but then just... The, the the cutting and the, the the back and forth, he's just not quite ready for I could see him coming in uh, for Josiah Alec and playing a few minutes. Yeah, or rank, whatever. Or but rank. Yeah, just, just, yeah, he doesn't obviously have the game that rank. I mean, he's not a distributor. He's not a very good passer, but he's a very good shot blocker. He's a very good rebounder. I got to go back and find the game but last year. I mean, 11 minutes, 11 I think points, that, 10 rebounds. That, was that the Wisconsin <laughs> game where they been. came back? Yeah. I so think that was the Wisconsin. I, I we know what remember. he can do. Yeah. We just got to get him healthy. Let's get to break. Come back. We'll do a little Super Bowl preview. We will not be here for the Super Bowl next week. We've got Steve Sipple coming up within the next 25 minutes to talk a, talk a little Husker basketball and some football as well. Uh, might be some good recruiting news coming this Wednesday for Nebraska. It sounds like there will be or could be on Keanu Wilhite. The, the guy that decommitted from Washington and is now considering Nebraska and apparently UCLA, but not as warm or hot on UCLA apparently as he was. Let's get to break. Come back with more after this. 